Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, July 19th, 2023. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, I am Matt. exhausted. <laughs> it was quite the day on TV. It was one of the most harrowing experiences of my adult yeah. life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With just a slight tinge of hyperbole. Going. Because I had to wade through the Shed's ticketing system to get tickets to... Here we go again on our own. What's it called? Here they yeah. are. Here we are. It's upon a, here we go. I don't even here care. we are again. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Sondheim's last show at the shed. It was a it was a mess. You got your tickets before I did because you or someone Ooh. you know yeah. Yeah. like paid platonic for like the super sugar duper. Mommy. Yeah, platonic yeah, yeah. sugar mommy paid for the shed like super expensive membership i only did the medium expensive membership we originally had the same membership tiers until about 10 minutes in afternoon um my dear dear friend decided to upgrade her um which understandable because at that point we were all kind of looking at shed website wondering what actually going to happen and it was already starting to crash because people were allowed to buy tickets starting at noon on Tuesday um, the higher you were and then it's you know general public on Thursday more tears on Wednesday today um, but it was a expected mess for me I guess because I oh, don't yeah, think yeah. Th- there's there's certainly ha- first of all Sondheim's last music Second, I don't think the shed, certainly not anything comparable, but they haven't had anything this large to have to they, contend with before. No, they had the um, the Cecily Strong one woman show, the, the Lily yeah. Tomlin show, Search for Signs of Intelligent and, Life or whatever. And is, then they had and is that Steven Sondheim's final musical well, where no, everyone's trying no, to... No, no, as I'm saying, is like they had that, they had, it wasn't Ray Fiennes in Straight Line Crazy, so they've had like things that people were yeah, interested in. I'm not saying they have yeah, but a nothing like big this. show. Nothing I'm saying like none, none where everyone is trying to buy tickets on Correct. the exact same day for what will be the hard, probably most expensive ticket of the year. Yeah, absolutely. So you have your tickets. I have my tickets. Uh, I am seeing Broadway. it tonight after <laughs> yeah. I see Merrily We Roll Along on Broadway. So very, very excited pretty. about Love that. that for you. Um, I I I'm know your first preview. I feel of course like you are. It's worth mentioning. Yes, of course you are. <laughs> um, you, maybe we'll you won't be on today on Broadway anymore by that point. But maybe we'll have to drag you on to get some thoughts since you did purchase a tickets. But maybe not. I mean, yeah, we'll obviously we will see. To talk about it at all corners of New York at all times. Absolutely. Either way, you can hear whatever we whenever we talk about the show over at patreon.com slash broadway radio, broadwayradio.com slash patreon. Don't forget, we are currently running a survey about some things that you want to hear, things you don't want to hear, things that you uh, would be interested in signing up for for Patreon or upgrading in Patreon. So check out the survey in the show notes. We'll be running that through at least the end of this week, maybe the end of next week, uh, just kind of depending on how we feel about it. And we'll go from there. But let's dive into some news, Ashley, because we did have a decent amount of news come out on Tuesday. And the first one is actually something we've talked about fairly recently, because last week you and I discussed the fact that Eva Noblezada will be departing the Broadway production of Town. She's going to be doing something in the New York area. Um, she's going to be doing it in, area, a, yeah. in a state close to New York in in a place, in a show that is set 
somewhere in a fictionalized version of New York. Um, but nonetheless, we talked about the fact so, that like, what is, what, is, what is going to be happening with the casting for Hadestown? Are they going to be continuing to kind of promote from within or will they bring in some big names either from theater or outside of theater to continue to keep this show going? And yesterday we got at least the first, ba- uh, first batch of news. And that is that we will have a new King and Queen of the Underworld starting in September. The Broadway production will welcome a new Persephone on September 5th. And that is Australian-American pop star Betty Who. I know next to nothing about her other than the fact that I know she has like been doing a ton of like Broadway covers on her Instagram over the past like six months. So I don't know if she's yeah. related to Dr. Who or Cindy Lou. Yeah, Who. Yeah. I know very that little about Doctor her. Who. Do you know, are you a Betty Who person, Ashley? Um, I'm not overly familiar with them, but some of their music. So, uh, I personally think it's very good casting it automatically. Ladies town gayer so that's always exciting for me yeah um joining betty who in the show will be a new king of the underworld and that is tony nominee philip boykin they will both be starting on september 5th that is such incredible casting obviously we've seen him in porgy best on broadway once on this island just an absolute force and and He's got the heft of voice that I think goes along in the, Absolutely. yeah, with, um, uh, you know, with the kind of the way we listen to the album, uh, version of Hades. And, uh, I think this is great. We also know that the successor to Evo Noble Zada will be announced as, according to the press release fairly soon. I have heard a rumor that there will also be a new Hermes and Eurydice. I don't know anything about Hermes. I literally know nothing about who is going to be Hermes. But I did hear that the actress playing Eurydice is almost famous and has a little touch of star <laughs> quality. But that's yeah. someone else's story to tell. Wow. So, you like that? That was good. I, I thought about that one in the shower this morning. Oh, wow. I'm glad, you know, a uh, great place to think clearly for <laughs> it is. very little clues. Yeah, that is that is where people do their best yeah. thinking and uh, best clue giving is in the shower. Um, she is almost famous, has a little touch of star quality, but that's someone else's story. So um, who knows when that's going to be announced. But Eva is leaving the show on August 13th. So I'd imagine we will find out Pretty soon. who will be taking over uh, for your and I, Here's what I will say. I believe Reeve is staying in the show. Yeah. Reeve, might want to talk to the dressers about maybe putting some lifts in his shoes because uh, Eurydice might be I mean, quite a bit taller than him. You know, uh, you know. maybe, maybe height not. difference Whoever. relationship. Um, yeah, whatever. Um, also, I will put a Broadway World did a good roundup of Betty Who's uh, Broadway uh, Instagram together, so I'll throw that in the show notes if you want to check that out. In some other Broadway musical recasting news, yesterday it was announced that Stark Sands will play his final performance as Shakespeare in Anne Juliet on August 6th. He is heading out to go back to do Swept Away, which he had previously done in California, is getting ready to do in Washington, D.C. before it gets ready to come to, uh, gets ready to come to Broadway, replacing him will be Girl from the North Country and Hamilton alum Austin Scott, who I think is really, really great. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens what happens with him. Um, everybody else is staying put from all I've heard. The show hasn't been open for a year yet, so you would imagine they're still on the same contracts, God, but obviously it feels like longer. Stark's leaving for – yeah. But you know, it's, I mean, it's getting close to a year. I mean, yeah. We're getting to the fall season. Yeah. Um, but head over to the Stephen Sondheim Theater if you want to check out Austin in that role. All right. Um, 
This is Off-Broadway, a new off-Broadway premiere of a new musical by Michael John Lacusa was announced from, from Lincoln Center yesterday. The new musical, The Gardens of Annuncia, I believe is, is how that's pronounced. It will make its New York premiere on October 19th. And my goodness, what a cast mm-hmm. it has. First off, it is directed and co-choreographed by Tony Award winner Graciela Danielle. And it stars Priscilla Lopez, Andrea Burns, Eden Espinosa, Tally Sessions, who I just saw uh, at the Muni in chess, Mary oh, yeah. Tesca, who I have uh. heard is getting ready to head out on the road. Um, she may or may not, she may or may not be bringing a hat and or a vodka stinger with her. Uh, oh, but that's a whole nother story. Excuse me. Um, but. I'm just, I'm just saying. Ooh, I, major, I don't know. I, I don't know how she, what she travels with. So I'm just saying yeah. it's a possibility. A big um, bag, big bag. Not, it's a little bit of everything. Big, yep, not Mary Poppins. That's not what she's doing. No, no, um, no, no, no. But anyway, this is inspired by an early life story of Graciela Danielle. It's a tango infused musical that centers on Anuncia, who is played by Priscilla Lopez, as she reflects on her childhood in Juan Perón's Argentina and the women in her family who encouraged. Her artistic dreams, book, music, and lyrics are by Lacusa. So, uh, pretty incredible. The show made its world premiere out of the Old Globe in San Diego in 2021. So, we'll see what happens yeah, with this one. Yeah. Very, very exciting group of talent. That is for sure. Um, moving over to another exciting thing. It has been a number of years since before the pandemic, since the York Theater Company has uh, had a season of the musicals in Mufti series. If you're unfamiliar with this, what they do is they take musicals, many of which are kind of forgotten golden age-ish type shows, mm-hmm. and then they yeah. do them. Mufti generally means like in street clothes. Um, there's no, it's not mm-hmm. a full production. It's, I mean, it's not a concert, but it's not like sets and, you know, automation and everything, but they are going to be returning this fall. It actually starts next month, August 26th through September 3rd will be the 1968 musical, how to steal an election colon, a dirty politics musical. It has music and lyrics by Oscar brand and a book by William F. Brown. Then August 28th and 29th kind of fitting in the middle of that will be 18 minutes of fame, which was written by Susan Morgenstern and Barbara Minkus. Um, and then we will have from September 9th through the 17th, the 19th, 75 musical the lieutenant um this one is uh, yeah it features book music and lyrics by chuck strand gene curdy and nitra mcauliffe um it is a rock opera and follows a lieutenant from raw recruit in the u.s army all the way through a court martial um for the infamous uh Miley massacre uh not what you would normally think of like a big dance heavy musical but that is what this one is fun for the whole and family then, yeah Yes, absolutely. Then the 1968 musical Golden Rainbow with music and lyrics by Walter Marks and a book by Ernest Kenoy um, will play from September 23rd through October 1st. And then the season will conclude with a new to New York presentation of a new musical called When We Get There. It'll run October 7th through the 15th. It has a book by Robert P. Young III and Richard Lasser and music and lyrics by Charlie Barnett. The musical follows Black Dawn... Uh, the musical follows black teenager Dawn, who inspires her mother, Mary, Mary's employer, Rose, and Rose's, Rose's handyman, Terrence, to pile in Rose's 1965 Buick and drive to Selma to join Dr. Martin Luther King's march. Uh, casting and additional creative members will be announced at a later date, but 
really Just fantastic that this uh, this stalwart of the New York theater scene is back after not only the pandemic, but also the York has gone through a number of different uh, issues with its own venue yeah. over the years. So if you want more information on that, check out the show notes. Um, all right. So let's dive into last week's Broadway grosses real quick. If you remember the previous week when we talked about it, this was coming off of uh, of the July 4th week, and that's just kind of a mess all the time. So uh, those numbers were down overall as most people weren't coming into town and a lot of New York people were heading out of town. So conversely, we did see a fairly substantial rise in Broadway grosses last week, basically $2,020,000, a 7% increase to come in at $30,899,311. Attendance was at 254000 and four people. Average ticket price, $121.65. On average, less than I paid for my uh, tickets at the shed. But that is neither here nor there. But <laughs> I also hard. paid $100 yeah. bucks for the membership. So, you know, whatever. Um, in total, The Lion King was the top grocer on Broadway. It came in at $2,638,957. But it is important to note that it did nine shows last week. Uh, it was followed by... Um, it was followed by Hamilton at $1,846,627. So that did have the the lead in terms of shows that played a normal week, although theoretically uh, The Lion King would have done better on an average show basis. It was followed, interestingly enough, by Sweeney Todd in third, still just doing Ooh. seven performances at $1.8 mm-hmm. Uh Wicked was also at $1.8, but slightly below. And then MJ the Musical was at $1.6-ish. The rest of the shows north of seven figures in descending order were Aladdin, Funny Girl, Cursed Child, Parade, Moulin Rouge, Back to the Future the Musical, in previews and just seven of them last week was still at $1.2 million. So very exciting about that. And Juliet. Yeah. You got to love the IP. Um, And Juliet rounded that out. Book of Mormon was fairly close behind as well. Um, Down at the other end of the scale, the cottage uh, pulled in $271,172. Still only seven performances for that one. Fairly decent for a show at the Hayes, because as we talked about before, even though this is not this is not a um, uh, a second stage production, it's a tiny theater, so it's not going to make tiny, a lot tiny. of money. Um, yeah. Interestingly enough, just for us, um, third from the bottom, but still did a, I think a fairly respectable four hundred twenty five thousand dollars in seven performances for a one person show with somebody who is not a household name. Uh, I and think a stand up show at that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I'm very excited about that. Um, good for Alex. But if you want to check out all of the grosses, you can see them in the uh, in the show notes. All right, Ashley, I know very little about this. Like, I've seen a couple different names. It's Pearlman Performing Arts Center, NYC, PAC, or PAC, NYC. It is the new um, flexible performance space happening uh, near the Lower Manhattan's uh, ah, World Trade yeah. Center site. Yep, uh, yep, yep. They announced a couple. Cats. They announced a couple of. No, they're not doing cats there. That's a good. Is that a uh, a Thirty Rock reference? Is that what that is? No, isn't that where the uh, ballroom off like cats is that they're doing? Oh, is it? I don't know. I forget. No, you might be right. You might be right. I don't remember exactly where that is. Yeah, but I think that that very well could be. That's not what I'm talking about though, because. A number of Tony winners have announced that they will be doing intimate concerts there this coming fall. Um, LaShawn's will be, uh, will be first up doing a concert on October 1st. Brian Stokes Mitchell will be on October 5th and Ben Platt will be on October 7th. If you want more details about that, you can check them out at pacnyc.org. 
I was right. Cats is at PMIC. Okay. Thank you very I, much. 30 I Rock mean, reference. <laughs> I, I mean, it seems like a 30 Rock reference. Cats at the World Trade Center it's site. It's about like, cat. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. So um, I don't think you and Grace have talked about this. Um, if you did, please okay. tell me and I can we can cut this oh, out. Well. But um, we did a kind of a review roundup episode of the of what we thought about theater camp with me, Grace, and Ashley Hufford. Uh, you were out of town, I think, uh, Ashley. But... Um, so the show opened in, in limited release in New York and Los Angeles last weekend. It will hopefully be expanding, uh, to more places over the coming weeks, but it actually did really well. Deadline estimates that the film brought in about $281,172, which doesn't sound like a lot, but that is 46,000, uh, just under $47,000 per theater at just six locations during its opening weekend. It is the best limited opening for any searchlight pictures film since 2019's Jojo Rabbit. Um, it had Ooh. the second highest, had the second highest grossing weekend at AMC Lincoln Square and Alamo, uh, Alamo Draft House in Brooklyn. Um, so basically nothing else did better than that other than Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. So hopefully it will continue to expand. It is going to hit. Austin, Chicago, Boston, Denver, Phoenix, San Francisco, Washington, D.C., and Toronto this weekend. By the end of August, it is hoping hoping to hit 600 to 800 locations uh, in North America. So, got to love Delighted for it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. And to wrap up the show, something that I am also very, very much delighted about. The cast of Once Upon a One More Time visited ABC's Good Morning America on Tuesday and did two songs. They started off in the morning version of Good Morning America with a performance of Circus. And then they followed it up in the afternoon with a performance of Crazy. And I mean, look. Great choices. Yeah. Okay. No notes. I mean, it's just like Justin Guarini doing Circus in the middle of Times Square is amazing. Like I would watch it on repeat, and I and and crazy is great as well. I look, I oh yeah, don't, I'm I didn't think I was going to get here, but like I'm a Brigitte Heelan stan. Like I think she's fantastic Yay. as Cinderella, yeah. and um, anybody who disagrees can go take a long walk walk off a short pier because she's great. I have thoughts, but I love her anyway, and I love that show. Yeah. And I listen to Britney right. probably every day, and every single time I do, I'm like, just want to go back to that show. Wanna wanna go back and see it? And I, and I want a cast album. Let's 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 oh, get on hurry that, up. please. Yes, please. All right. All right, that is all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and threads, I think, uh, at BWW Matt. Ashley, where can people find you? Find me on Instagram at no this is Ashley. And at the shed on September 28th. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, everybody, have I'd a wonderful <laughs> In case anyone wants to stalk you. Uh, Have a wonderful hump day and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow.